WKTY. 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Coming up on 8.25. Joining me on the phone right now is Gage Griffin, a local angler. And uh, we're going to talk a little bass fishing here this morning. Here, good And, and first of all, uh, Gage, thanks for uh, coming on the program this morning. It's good to, have you, uh, good to have you back on the program. Thanks for being here. No problem. Anytime. Hey, well, and, uh, and, and first of all, I, I just... Uh, uh, first, congratulations on uh, on graduating here uh, last month. So, uh, uh, way to go on that! And uh, uh, first, I guess my first question is, uh, you know, how's the fishing been? <laughs> we'll we'll keep that simple. <laughs> it's been uh, pretty good. It's been interesting this year. I mean, it's uh, the water level's been crazy low, lowest I've ever seen it. And according to a couple people I know, they said it's been the lowest they've seen it in twenty nine years. Mm-hmm. So. Um, navigating around the river has been a challenge as always and uh kind of figuring out what they're doing is you know that was uh, a challenge at first but out after figuring it out they're uh they're biting really good right now okay well cool and, and, and let me we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh the the fish here in a moment too but you 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 know you you mentioned here the the conditions and and you're right here i i mean you know, for so many years we've we've been under the you know this time of year, uh, you know May and June and and you know into July and things like that, where we've had sort of we've been sort of on the opposite end of of what we're experiencing now, where you know it's it's been you know nine, ten, eleven feet uh, as far as the uh, as far as the river stage goes, and uh, this is just. It's just so unusual, these river conditions right now. Yeah, and, you know, I think we were kind of set up for this, you know, all year. We didn't have a ton of snow, Mm -hmm. really, in the grand scheme of things. We didn't have a great melt or runoff, and then we've had such little rain that, you know, I think part of the reason why the conditions are so low is that there just wasn't a whole lot of water input this year. And then, you know, we had so much... um, heat and humidity coming in over the past couple of weeks really that you know i think a lot of things are just drying up um because of weather and and lack of rain so um you know and and i think part of being an angler on the river is always being able to adapt because unlike your lakes and reservoirs you know in in the state and just in general you know it's a lot different uh a lot of different environment, you know, it changes all the time because of the, you know, the dams and the fact that it's a river versus a lake or reservoir. Have Have you noticed any differences, say from uh, from like pool to pool, or or has it been pretty, you know, consistent across the board in terms in of, terms of the, in terms of the conditions, you know, the 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 yeah. changes that you're seeing. Um. To be honest, I think it's been pretty much all the same. All three pools that mainly fish seven, eight, nine have been incredibly low. There's, you know, on all three pools, I've seen wing dams where the rocks are out of the water, um, which I've never seen before personally. Um, you know, there's certain areas that you can't even get into anymore that used to have three feet of water over them. So. Um, it's just low all around and that's part of being, you know, adaptable on this, on this mm-hmm. river is kind of, you have to take a look at everything and use your best judgment on what's worth getting into and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's talk a little, a little bit about that. 
how have you had to adjust uh, your your techniques and 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 how you approach uh, how you approach you know structure and and how you approach uh, you know what you're throwing and 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 uh, you know what you're what you're doing out on the water. Sure. So I'm sticking to the traditional patterns. You know, early summer flipping always is a great option for as that sun gets up and you know. In, in years past, we flipped a lot of wood on the bank and and stuff like that. But, you know, most of the wood that I know that's up on the bank is, you know, now completely out of the water. So, you know, cut banks are still playing really good, but uh, you're staying in the deeper ones. You know, the, the cut banks that, you know, had so much water on them in the past that they weren't really that productive just because there's so much current and so much flooding that, you know, I felt those fish would prefer to be on shallower ones where they could tuck out of the current a little bit. Now those are the ones that are that are really key because, you know, some of the cut banks that I used to fish are, you know, the, the entire slough is dry. So, um, you know, staying in those deeper areas has actually been more effective. And to that note as well, uh, flats. You know, the river is known for fishing shallow grass flats. People like to throw frogs and swim jigs. And right now, a lot of those flats that people would fish are so shallow, they have a little bit of water on them, but it's a couple inches in a lot of places, and the mats are so dense that, you know, there's really not much activity in there at all. So instead of fishing the flats, I've been targeting a lot of edges and drops. So, um, for example, if there was like a three-foot flat I used to fish, and then it dropped to six feet in years past, well, now that drop is, you know, in that three to four foot range typically, and that's been the key because the fish are pulling out to these last edges or deeper areas right before it gets too shallow for them to sit. And uh, same premise with the cut bank, you know, they're getting on the shallowest part right before it gets deep um, where it still has enough water for them to swim in, so... Targeting those deeper edges and drops has been, I think, the most effective thing this year so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 the other thing, one of the other things too is is you know, uh, just out of curiosity too, with with the shallow water, does it kind of give you the opportunity to sort of uh, file away uh, in your memory for you know maybe when conditions get back to you know when the water conditions or water levels rise back up to a little bit more normal conditions you've kind of got it's like okay now i see what what the structure kind of looks like underwater i've got a little better read on what what's down there and what's underneath you know you're 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 kind of you're going to kind of getting a little sneak peek if you will of what uh, what some of that structure what some of that uh, uh what those conditions are like underwater does it does it do you think that'll kind of help down on the down the road as well you know, you're going to see what's, what those cut banks kind of look like underneath and what's what's down there and what, what uh, you know, what they're made of, if you will. I completely agree with that. You know, our, our fish finders are so advanced these days. And as you know, I've kind of mentioned before, I run all the hummingbird products mm-hmm. and they're phenomenal imaging. But at the end of the day, being able to directly see what it is and have that in your memory, I think that's really key because... You know, some of the cut banks that I mentioned are dry land now. Um, you know, they have root systems on them 
And that's been what's been key for me is finding those roots or the wood. It's not just a cut bank, but a cut bank plus something else, you know, some wood or, you know, grass tufts, something along that nature. And being able to see that, I think it's just really interesting. And it, and it kind of gives you an idea of, well, in the past, I've caught fish off of that. Now I need to start looking for, you know, that same stuff that's currently in the water, too. So mm -hmm. it's kind of twofold that it gives you knowledge of that specific spot, but then also, too, gives you an idea of what to be looking for now. Yeah. You can take those, you can take, you know, element A from here and element B from there. And it's like, okay, I found both those elements in this spot. So now I can do, you know, yeah, it, it's, you can kind of mix and match and, and hopefully take what, what's worked in some of those other places and, and translate it into hopeful success into, into some of those, uh, into other places as well. It's, it's gotta be kind of, kind of interesting just to, to just, you know, not necessarily, yeah, throw a line and, and catch fish or whatever, but just go out there and sort of read the river and read, read the conditions and, and, and read those, read that structure. I believe so. You know, I think that's the biggest thing about the sport. I mean, you'll have your good days, but the key is always learning and adapting, especially here. Um, you know, you, you can't be content just fishing a few spots because, you know, based on water level and, and everything else, you know, they can be good some days and you cannot get a bite other days. You always mm -hmm. have to be looking for that next bite. And, you know, part of that is, is moving around. And really, in, in years like this when, you know, the conditions are unfamiliar to myself and a lot of people, Part of it is just honestly idling. You know, half of it's not even fishing. It's just idling around, figuring out where you can get your boat into, what everything looks like. Because you take your, your experience in years past, and, you know, if you bass fish a lot, you know, cut banks can be really good early summer. And, you know, you know the certain things to look for after a while for doing it for so many years. So then it's just figuring out where that stuff is mm -hmm. right now. Um and I think that's, that's kind of really what I spent a lot of time doing was just idling around and figuring out, okay, well, there's sand flats here that I have to avoid, or, you know, this slew doesn't have what I'm looking for, this one does, okay, perfect. And that helps you eliminate so much water, too, mm -hmm. um, even though it's very time-consuming, it's just more of finding and running a pattern. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and along those lines as well, you know, being able to to read that structure, does that also help you uh, eliminate potential uh, potential lures that you might be throwing and, and potential uh, baits and things like that? That you know, it also helps you eliminate or maybe add into the mix. It's like, oh, maybe I'll you know, instead of trying this, I might try this instead, or, or you know, uh, you know, maybe try a swim jig instead of you know, something else or, you know, does that also play a factor in it as well, especially this time of year? I believe so. This time of the year, the fish are eating really good. So I try to stay very focused with my baits. Um, it's very easy to just want to keep switching rods when you're not getting bites. But I think a lot of the times around here, it's more so area. There's a couple of key baits that I think are always going to be a factor this time of the year, I've been throwing a quarter-ounce TNT tackle swim jig and a couple of patterns, but mainly like a white and a bluegill pattern has been 
mm-hmm. the best, and then black and blue on a few overcast days. Um, that's been great along those, you know, grass edges and, and drops, you know, those those shallower drops from two to four foot or two to six foot. Um, and you're just kind of slow rolling that, giving it a couple hops here and there as you're retrieving it in. That's been really effective for that. And then uh, the cut banks, I pretty much have stuck to uh, two baits, and that's been a uh, Strike King rodent, which is very similar to any other brand um, either. It's just, you know, a very do-nothing action bait. You know, it glides a little bit and has little two pinchers that stand up on it. But Green Pumpkin has been pretty much what I'm sticking with. What I noticed this year, too, was the water is a lot cleaner than normal in a lot of these sluice systems not that it's clear but Mm -hmm. it's just cleaner and i think that's because with low water and the low flow is another thing to note the flow Mm -hmm. hasn't been very strong um the sediment's just not up in the water as much as it normally would be Mm -hmm. yeah and um, you can get away with a lot more natural colors this year i feel like you know my green pumpkin you know rodent has been really key and i've been throwing that with a spear point four-aught hook and uh, you know to follow that up if if the you know the rodent isn't working very good just a quarter ounce TNT tackle jig and a lights out color which is again just a green pumpkin with an orange belly just a good frog bluegill imitating bait and you know those three baits have been pretty key a couple of mornings I've been able to throw a top water but uh, that's been pretty hit or miss for me so far um, just those three baits, honestly, have been pretty key, especially for large mouth. Okay, and uh, you know ha- ha- what uh, have have uh, how how have this how's the smallmouth smallmouth bite been? Um, you know, I think it's starting to get better, but it was really weird. Uh, you would find smallmouth schooled up, and um, you know, I have a couple of areas where they're eating shad that are four inches or so long, and you'll see them busting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting them to eat is really tough. They just don't want to commit. You'll get a couple of bites. But, you know, if you find something like that in August, September, you're ready to go catch 18 pounds at some days, you know, mm-hmm. when you see them busting on big shad like that. And I don't know if it's just because they're in a weird funk because of weather or just kind of the stage that they're at. But um, the smallmouth have been really tough to get to bite, and a lot of them are really skinny. So I didn't put as much emphasis on them over the past couple of weeks, but they're they're on their you know typical sand points, wing dams, all that can be key. And I think if you're going to go after smallmouth, um, a small swim bait has been really good, like a little raid swimmer, like a three inch little swim bait, boot tailed swim bait. Um, a jerk bait, and then you can throw a topwater more so to find them. Uh, getting them all to commit to topwater has been difficult. I've really had to follow up with those other two baits to get my bites. And uh, they're really intermixed in terms of size. Smallmouth typically are all about, you know, when I catch them, they all are relatively in the same size class. If you catch three, four fish that are two pounds, typically the rest of them will be around there. Um, right now it's really weird. You can catch a you know, a nine keeper and then a two pounder and then a, a three plus, and then you'll catch another two pounder. They're kind of all mixed in. So I think the smallmouth bite's going to get better um, over the next couple of weeks when things start stabilizing out and they kind of get into their more summertime mm-hmm. feeding patterns. Mm-hmm. 
And 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 well, and let me ask you this as well with the with the low water conditions too. Are you finding uh, the fish more concentrated in some of those uh, in some of those areas? Like you said, they were they're, they're, you know, the smallies are kind of a little more schooled up or whatever. Are you finding you know greater numbers of fish in those you know in those smaller areas? It would, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but but you know what I mean it is you know you know maybe you'll find you know three or four you in a normal year you'd maybe find three or four fish in a, in a given area. Are you finding more fish in those same areas now with the lower water levels? I would completely agree with that, and that's my favorite thing about this year. You know, you're really able to sit and pick apart areas and really run a pattern effectively because, um, you know, in, in years past with fishing flats, it's about covering water, and when there's so much water on them, uh, they can just spread out so much. And the same thing in Goose Island. I mean, it's a very large area, and when there's a lot of water, you know, they can tuck up into grass pockets. They can get on shallow cut banks. They can stay in the deeper cut banks. There was just so much to fish in a day that I felt like it was really hard to just get in a couple areas and really fish them. You had to cover so much water because mm-hmm. with the high water, you don't know if, your your key bite's going to come out of, you know, a duckweed pocket, if it's going to come out of a shallow cut bank, a deep cut bank, they could be anywhere in there. But now that the water's so low and a lot of the habitat they would be in is, is dry or pretty much inhabitable for them, you can really get in an area and, and just fish it effectively and get a lot more bites. And it seems like when you get one, you know there's going to be at least several more with it. It's not a one-and-done thing from... From my experience, and I don't know if others are experiencing the same thing or not, um, but it's been more of a pattern bite this year, I'd say, too, is that you can really keep two, three rods on your deck and just really focus on that. And if you do it all day, you know you're going to catch fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's that, that's cool. And, and the other thing, too, is, you know, when you, you, you catch a couple, you know, it, it might turn off some of the other fish. Are they a little slower to, I guess, sort of, you know, that that pocket or that area, is it a little slower maybe to turn off as well? The fish don't necessarily have someplace else to go as far as, uh, uh, you know, are you catching, uh, let me see if I can put it another way, are you catching more fish from from those spots than you maybe normally would uh, otherwise? If, if I'm asking you know, that, if you know what I, if you know what I mean, I, I maybe I don't I don't think I'm asking it quite right, but if you know what I mean, yeah, I so I would kind of say yes and no because right now I don't feel like these fish are as influenced by pressure right now because it's post spawn and we're getting to early summer pattern I would say, but they're just feeding up uh, the the spawn was really dragged out this year uh normally there's there's a couple of big waves of of fish that spawn and you know end of april to mid-may typically is your window um and you'll have waves of fish move from you know those couple of weeks um and that really wasn't the case this year because again we had a kind of weird spring it'd be warm and the water temps would get just about right for spawn and then it would get cold again and it Mm -hmm. it kind of bounced back and forth so that really dragged out the spawn i mean there was fish that i saw that were on bed pretty much up till june um and i think because of that these fish 
uh, really didn't get a good chance to kind of group up. So now that they all are starting to pull back out of these spawning areas, they're really feeding up um, Mm -hmm. and and just trying to recover from this, from this weird year. Um, And I, I think that it's more about getting in the right area right now. I think as, you know, larger tournaments come to the river, keep putting pressure on them. I think you'll see that same trend you would see in years past. You know, they're going to move to get away from pressure as, you know, they keep getting caught in the same areas. But from what I've experienced, they're, you know, they're really aggressive to eat it. You know, when you're flipping on the cut bank, half the time you're not even feeling the bite. They're just running off the bank. I mean, your line will shoot straight at the bow. When you're fishing these edges, you know, they're, the bites are pretty aggressive, which is nice. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we all like to do. So um, I don't think necessarily that being caught right now is an influence, but I think as the months go on, you'll see that. Yeah. Be they'll, a factor. they'll, they'll, they'll kind of wise up and, and get a little more, a uh, little, yeah, a little more wise to, to what's going on around them a little bit. Okay. I, uh, I understand that. Any other, uh, any other, I guess, influences or factors that that you're seeing uh, on the water right now that necessarily that you that you normally haven't uh, as far as uh, as far as the conditions go and and uh, how that's affecting uh, affecting your your fishing yes um the biggest thing that i that i've been starting to notice and i have to thank troy for this um because it wasn't even something that really i thought about because of years past, was the actual flow rate. So a lot of times when we talk about the river, people talk about water level, and water level kind of implies flow, you you know, because in, in high water years, they're always trying to push water mm-hmm. out of the pools and get it back towards, you know, normal stage. Um, so there's always been good flow the past couple of years. Now that the water's, you know, at normal stage or slightly below even, um, the, the flow has been impacted a lot because not only are you having areas that don't have a lot of water, but if they're not running water at the hydro dams very well, then there's certain flues I've even seen, you know, in, in goose that they have depth, but there's just no current. They almost look stagnant like a backwater lake. Mm-hmm. And that's going to influence the bite a lot. I think, you know, part of it has been looking for, current you know that good gentle current we all look for in high water years which normally you have to tuck way back into stuff to find now even some of the main the main drag doesn't have great current so i think part of it is just looking for that that good current and you know that's going to change day to day especially with you know the you know that being based on the hydro dams and wind right. so i think you know keeping that in mind you're always going to have to be looking at those hydrographs and not just looking at water level, but looking at the actual discharge rate um, and how much water they're running through that pool on that given day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, and does that, you know, you know, a, a lot of times, uh, you know, you want just that, that nice slow drift. Is, is that a challenge then to, you know, to, you know, drift along and just kind of, you know, work those areas does it make it a little, you know, with the, the low flow and the lower water levels, does that make it more of a challenge than, yes, I would think, to uh, to kind of do that slow drift and work those areas 
you know, along the banks and places like that. Is that kind of what you're experiencing then? I'm thinking it's more of a being disciplined thing, and it comes down to the personality of the angler. There's people that really like to cover water, and they keep their trolling motors on, you know, 7 to 10, and they're moving at a mile and a half, two miles an hour, and, you know, they just cover a ton of water in a day because, you know, in theory, if you cover enough water, you're going to get five bites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, personally, there's tournaments where I've done that, but a lot of times I personally like to get in a few areas and really pick them apart. If I know there's fish there, I want to capitalize on as many bites as I can um, because I think your your smaller fish are the ones that are going to be a little bit more aggressive. So a lot of times with that, that churn and burn method, if you will, I catch a lot of smaller fish, and this is just all opinion. I mean, there's guys mm-hmm. that do very well just covering water. Um, but personally, I've been keeping my trolling motor on like three and just barely moving, going at, you know, a half mile an hour at best and just really picking apart. And, uh, you know, I always like to fish going against the current. You have more control of the boat. And that way, if you're fighting a fish or something and you get off your trolling motor, you drift away from your fish. You're not drifting into them. So I think it's just, again, more about the personality of the angler and how they want to cover water. But, you know, I'll say your trolling motor batteries are going to be a lot better off this year year than years past because the flow, again, is just so low that a lot of areas you really don't need to use that trolling motor on Mm -hmm. five or six to get upriver like in a lot of other years. Yeah, you you don't have to put as much fight into... Uh, to battling that current, you're you're absolutely uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, well, Gage, uh, it's uh, I, I, I'm kind of up against a, a break here. Anything else that uh, that you want to share with the uh, the listeners here this morning, as far as uh, you know, uh, tackle or or you know lures that uh, that you're liking to use that uh, um, you've you've mentioned a couple already, uh, and anything else that uh, that that you think might be helpful for. Uh, for the listeners to uh, to maybe give a try as far as uh, uh, looking for success out on the water for uh, some some of this early summer bass fishing. Yeah, so in a lot of years past, people have thrown frogs because they've been throwing up in the grass flats with really heavy cover, and that's been a really effective bite just because there's not a lot of other baits that can get up there unless you you know do a weightless Texas rig or something along that nature. Uh, that's been the you know the the pinnacle bite, if you will, of the frog bite in years past. But with those flats being so dry, you know you can throw a frog in there, and odds are you may not even get a bite all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, fishing those edges, that that swim jig bite's been phenomenal. Um, but you know, I think a buzz bait is going to be a, a huge bait this year that in a lot of years was used but not capitalized on as much. And I think you know that. Again, the TNT tackle, three-eighths ounce buzz and toad with just either a little swim bait on the back of it or a, um, I throw a super toad, but other people might recognize it as like a horny toad style bait. Um, I think that's going to be really great along those edges. And even on shallower cut banks in the morning when the fish are aggressive, just paralleling those banks, um, I think that frog bite you're going to see is not going to be as influential as years past. And rather, other top waters are, are going to be amazing. I think a buzz bait's a perfect way to cover water. 
Um, I know Dick Sporting Goods over in Onalaska has some. I believe Island Outdoors is going to be getting some soon. And then you can always go to TNTTackle.com, and, and Troy out of Sparta will get them to you really quick. But uh, I think that's going to start really turning on um, as they get into that early summer pattern and really start chasing stuff down. I think that's going to be one of the most fun bites of the year, and you're not going to want to miss out on that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well Gage, I, I appreciate it. Uh, and I, I guess uh, now that you've uh, you've graduated, uh, I know you've uh, participated in a couple of tournaments. How's the, how's that been going for you? Is that something that uh, you're looking forward to doing a little bit more of too as well? Yeah, I have a uh, college tournament. Uh, you know, UWL, I'm really fortunate that they're letting us compete this year, and I'm d- competing in my last college tournament at the end of July here. And then I'll be uh, competing in BFLs as well and other local tournaments. Um, And then the fishing right now is kind of up in the air on how long I'm going to get to fish because actually I'm waiting to hear back from medical school here if I got accepted or not this year. So depending on that, I could be down in Chicago area as early as this August or maybe next August. So uh, my tournaments around here are kind of up in the air in terms of how long I'll be fishing them. But if I'm not going down there this August, uh, I'm looking forward to fishing the state tournament as well, the Bass Nation State Tournament awesome. up on pools four, five, and five A. Cool. Well, well, great. Well, that's the, that's good to hear. And good luck to you on uh, uh, on both those fronts, the school and uh, and the and the tournaments. There. Well, Gage, I, I, I gotta let you go here. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show this morning. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on and talking uh, to me about uh, bass fishing this morning. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a, a great having you on. Anytime, as always. Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, uh, we will chat with you soon. i got to take a quick break. Be back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. He'll tell you where the fish are biting. Just go in and ask. 